I'm Natalia Scarpetta and in this podcast we will examine together all the beautiful shapes of dance. Much like a kaleidoscope is an observation of beautiful shapes, we will go on a journey exploring dance through culture, tradition, dance styles and inspirational dancers. But also the practical aspect of being a dancer. Studies, training, auditions, rejection, success, injuries, funding, emotional and financial strains. Through sharing stories and experiences, we will create a safe space of support, inspiration and creativity. Exciting guests will share their stories with us. We will explore new dance styles, their cultural origins, show demonstrations, discuss famous dance companies, choreographers, review shows and grow as empowered artists together. So join me on this series as we discover the beautiful world of dance. Welcome to another Dancecope and I am very excited to introduce to you Nafisa. There is a lot to be said about the incredibly talented Nafisa Baba, about her talent, artistry, movement, performance and there is even a lot more to be said about her amazing spirit, kindness, generosity and soul. Nafisa transforms a dance studio into a safe haven and her class is a space in time to be truly yourself. Express yourself through movement and rediscover why you dance. Nafisa is a classically trained contemporary dancer. She started dancing at the Pamela Howard School of Dance and later joined the West London School of Dance. At 16, she was awarded a DADA, a Dance and Drama Award, and began her studies at the Tring Park School of Performing Arts, where she graduated with a Trinity National Diploma in Professional Dance. She then joined Chrysalis London under the direction of Jodie Blemings, where her love for contemporary dance flourished. She also gained a BA Honours degree in Professional Practice at Middlesex University. In 2017, Nafisa won BBC Young Dancer. Later that year, she joined Phoenix Dance Theatre as a guest artist. Prior to joining Phoenix, Nafisa was nominated for a Hospital Club Award in the Rising Star category. Soon after, she performed in a Sadler's Wells triple bill with Alessandra Soutine in Reckonings and has since enjoyed working with choreographers such as Kate Prince, Mark Baldwin, Sade and Christina Aliene, Lila Diallo, Alex Whiteley, Alexis Blake, Ali Green and more. In 2019, Nafisa joined the cast of Inala, choreographed by Mark Baldwin and produced by Pietra Malo-Pittman and Ella Spira, performing at the Peacock Theatre, the Marina Bay Sands in Singapore and at the Royal Albert Hall. Nafisa joined the Zunation Company in 2019-2020, featuring Everybody's Talking About Jamie movie, choreographed by Kate Prince, and has also performed with the company in Message in a Bottle at the Peacock Theatre. She has also featured in the music videos of Mos Kenna, La Rooks, and most recently with Ellie Goulding for her first live virtually streamed performance. Nafisa also appears in Beyonce's new movie, Black is King. So let's welcome Nafisa Baba and let's hear what she has to say. Thank you so much for taking the time. I'm, okay. I'm so excited because I wanted this for so many months and we will finally get it done and I'm, I'm really so excited. And no, uh, I want to no, thank you for being so patient as well. I think you and you've I thought I know you've heard that a lot of times, but you you uh, you can touch people like you oh, are you. very inspirational in so thank many you. ways. And 
I think it's not an understatement what Harry said the other day that, you know, we can move places, we can go, we can find, you know, we can build a life, but finding a dance teacher, if dance means a lot to you, finding a dance teacher that can really, you know, give you all the things you give in your lessons. I think that's really special. Thank you so much. So thank no, you. I appreciate that. That's why I really wanted you because I, all the questions I want to ask you are related to your work and things you've done, but also mm. things that you can share because you share a lot in your classes and you, you always give advice, you know, and you always talk mm. about emotional things um, that mm -hmm. we might be going through. So I just think it's, it's so important for that to just be heard, you know. To just yeah, no, I agree. Heard. Thank you for giving me like a lot facilitating a platform for me to speak and share. Yeah. Nice. Um, thank you. Thank you. Uh, so the first thing I want to ask is because it's something that really, really uh, amazes me with you is how humble and down to earth you are. And I don't think you, I don't know if you realize how amazingly talented you are. Thank you. I, th like the, I, I just, I see you move and it's, you know, you you get you get the I get the feeling of that's how I would like to you know that's where mm -hmm. I want to get to that you know that's perfection. But like, do you and, and you keep saying in your lessons like, give yourself some grace. Yes, that is that is <laughs> a phrase you keep repeating. You know, yeah. but do you give yourself grace? You think? Simple answer: No, definitely not. I know all the tools. I know all the tools. Um, I'm great at giving advice, but I always, I always say to people, do as I say, not as I do. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I say it in class sometimes. Um, yeah. No, and it's something I need to do more of, definitely, for self. So um, at some point, we learn the choreography, and you've talked about the choice you had to make between handball, I believe, and dance. I guess netball, and, yes. Yeah, netball, sorry, yes. And... Um, if that is the same choreography, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, that you performed at the BBC Young yes. um, Dancers Award. Yes, I did. So, yeah. um, what do you think is the thing that pulled you from netball and Gosh. won you over to dance? To dance? Do you know what I was going to say? Mainly, I think it was my mum who said okay. to me, because at school it was, I used to play the violin. I was in the netball team, rounders team, swimming team. Um, school and then dancing as well so I think it was just it, there was a lot happening so my mum could see I wasn't very happy I think because there was so much stress and my friend basically this netball team was uh, the junior team for the, the England squad okay. so I would have made my way up to play netball professionally and none of my friends from school were doing it so I just don't think I was as happy and okay. I think my mum could see the difference between me and my school environment and then uh, my dance environment with my friends so I think she said to me make a choice um, so I chose dance and I remember being upset about it because netball comes in seasons. So when it became summer, netball was gone. It's kind of, um, that was my, my freedom, right. I guess, because I wasn't very academic at school, English, art <laughs> and sports. So um, I found sports and netball very freeing because it was away from the restricted, constricted uh, form of school and academia. Um, but then I guess I found that freedom within dance the more I took it seriously. So um, yeah, that's, that's a choice. And I still miss it. I miss it a lot. But um, I remember my netball teacher allowing me to leave early for school, um, for dance class, only because she said she could see my dance in netball. And then my dance teacher said she could see my netball in my dance when I jumped. So although they're two very completely different things, there was some something that connected it together. 
interesting i guess um yes so it helped <laughs> a little uh, and you in, in that same piece you also there was a move there is a move that you're doing and mm. i don't know if that is biographical or if that's just just for the sake of the choreography but there was a point that you said um you know we, we turn around and you say i will show you what i can do as if you know somebody had right. doubts as if somebody didn't believe um the direction you chose to do um yes. did you have anyone whoever many, doubted many people um teachers uh I wouldn't say friends I'd say people that didn't understand dance in the world of art and what it could do um yes uh family not so much small teachers and that's within dance environments as well um mainly within dance institutions wow. that I found um yes like the person I was when I graduated from college I was mute I didn't speak I didn't look anyone in the eye I, I had I went in college thinking I'm going to be a prima ballerina yeah. um, I can do it I, I can I'm going to go to Alvin Ailey that's my dream and then I left um a shell of myself uh completely not believing anything um was possible really so wow. uh, yeah that was a very um I think looking back I needed it to to become the person I am now but when I look back college was very uh, traumatic for me and many others in my year too that's uh that actually leads me to another question surprisingly mm. because um, that's surprising to me but mm. um do you believe that dance training in some ways can and you said it can but mm -hmm. it can compromise the, the confidence of a dancer so much to the point that you go I can't do this I'm, that's not for me you know and you quit yes. although you don't have to quit you know just because mm -hmm. two people don't believe in you it doesn't mean there's not not other 10 in line waiting you know right. to so why what do you think is about dance training that makes you just lose i don't know mm. is it constructive is it that is it to break you to i don't i don't know mm. well I, you hope the aim is not to break you yeah do you know what it is i think it depends where you go to and what you want to get out of your training So okay. if you want to do ballet training and you go to somewhere that is a, like a performing art, which doesn't like specif specifically focus on ballet, you're going to have a very different experience because you're not doing what you want to do. So that's one thing, environment definitely. And then there's people within the environment. So I know in where I trained, um, I mean, in most places where you train, even before you audition, they're already measuring your, your body parts and measuring your turnout. And it's like already you're put into a box and a category. So um, there's also the, the tradition of certain things, um, that there's so many things to it. But I believe with a, a safe environment, safe tutors, mentors, um, and also, uh, how do I say it? Not honesty, but real advice of the industry, because I think sometimes you can get so wrapped up in, you know, your own world and what's possible. Um, and then you break into the real world after college and it's, it's nothing you've been told about. And then because you're so unprepared, you think, well, there's no space for me. I, I've, I've, I can't do this anymore. So it's definitely a mixture of things. It's interesting because that's something very similar that happened to me as well. And I remember mm -hmm. going into my BA for contemporary um quite confident and very excited and, and throughout through the training i i kind of felt like i was losing that initial mm. confidence um up to the point that i had a, a ballet teacher uh because ballet is not my is not my strongest point i would say mm -hmm. like i've danced it i've trained on it um as a base for everything else but it's mm -hmm. i'm not a ballerina 
Um, and at some point I had feedback with one of my teachers and I had a bit of a mental breakdown that day, I remember. And yes, actually my ballet teacher turned around and said, okay. I, don't know, I don't know for what reason, she turned around and said, you are not as good as you think you are. <gasps> and that, wow. really, um, that really broke me that day. And then I yeah. went to class and that was just before class. And then I went right. to class and I was crying throughout the with whole time. Yeah, with her teaching. And she oh, was looking at me and she was like, pull yourself together. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, you know. Yeah. And then after she was like, the point of this was not for you to uh, give up, was for you to actually show me that you can, you know, that prove me wrong in a way. Show me that you can do it. Yeah. Like, but I found that was a completely wrong way to motivate me because when you Literally. turn around and you say to someone, you're not as good as you think you are, when mm -hmm. probably that is a thought I already had in my head, you know, that probably was one right. of my deepest fears, you know, when you throw that at someone, it's a bit... It's heavy. Yes. It's heavy. Definitely. And, and also it's, it's how, how do you, even if you mean that in, for some reason, if you mean that as tough love and in a, in, if you mean that in a positive way, how do you expect someone to, I, don't, I just don't understand how you can tell anybody that and expect to, to have good results. And this is the thing I, I was taught with fear and I feel like when there's fear and tough love, you, you create a shell, someone tightens up because they don't feel safe. But if you allow someone to feel safe and open and secure that they can flourish. So instead of saying, you know, you're not as good as you think you are, which is so toxic, it's how about asking you if you're okay, what are your dreams? How do we get you there? Let, let's talk human to exactly. human or, or mentor exactly. to student it's, it's just so but then I think how was she taught is that that's what, the is thing that what she from her exactly teacher? and I think that goes back to the tradition of dance that you said mm -hmm. that it's kind of that that roughness that it's, yes. it's not it's, constructive and for some reason <laughs> it exists and it still exists and yeah. as a dancer you get to be you know be beaten up and you know metaphorically speaking mm -hmm every day of your training and right. certainly not very constructive i would say no and it's, it doesn't it doesn't help because you find a lot of ballet like i've met a lot of ballet dancers recently who have spoken about their training and they the most common thing they talk about is once they graduated or, or they they realized who they were their identity they almost broke free from yeah i don't want to say the chains because ballet is is beautiful it's it's a uh, everything there's so much beauty in it within the movement the, the culture of it and parts of the tradition um, but I feel there's a lot of toxicity within it that um, has a hold and it stops, uh, it bridges the gap between traditional and current and modern. Yeah, um, for sure. And the emotional gap, uh, the spiritual, not just the, the physicality of it. Um, but I know that's something that's been spoken about. I hope. Yes, <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, uh, yes. And I think uh, that's why it's important to have that conversation. I think conversations definitely. like this, because then, you know, people listen and then they they will realize things hopefully of course um, and also i'm sorry to hear you experience that as well and then um, the best thing when you have a teacher like that is when you complete whatever you're doing you look at them and you say thank you you walk out oh, yeah. you walk out of your certificate mm. shake your hands thank you and that's it that, that's the biggest uh, yeah. like uh, elevation you could have yeah and i think um for myself speaking as a my, my self-confidence, I think I've told you mm -hmm. as well many times, yes. is my biggest problem. I, yeah, I don't believe in myself enough. I have other people mm -hmm. believe in me more than I would believe in myself, I would say. Me too. And that is not something I have managed to change yet. I am working mm -hmm. through that, um, right. but it's not something I have managed to deal with yet.
No, it's um, difficult. But you're not alone. You're never alone in that. Yeah. That's the important. None, none, none of us are alone in that. Exactly. And um, that's another thing you actually keep mentioning in your classes because I love that your class is all about, and you, you reinforce that every start of the lesson. You, um, you're like, this is about openness and flow and, you know, yes. and, um, and trust and all that. And um, that is another process of you always um, trusting yourself and your body. Now, yes. now you've got to a point where I see uh, perfection but do you always trust yourself and your body <laughs> not at all no really? i'm really no and i'm really working on that uh, within self because i can unconsciously or subconsciously do it but then as soon as i become as soon as i become aware or i think i'm being watched or something isn't right then i lose i lose focus if that makes sense so i'm a very good bluffer i can pretend oh, i know what i'm doing this it's great but um Deep down, I don't think I'm as confident or as assured. Um, but it's it's something that I, I know I possess because there are moments where I felt so in tune with my body when I'm dancing. But I realize there are certain factors to me feeling secure that I have to let go of. So mm. if I attach to the factor of uh, being nervous if people are watching me, um, I need to dissolve that fear. Or yeah. detaching from the factor of um, my work not being good enough. Because you know when you film yourself dancing and you think, oh, that was amazing, that felt great. And then you watch it back and you're thinking, why yeah, did I choose exactly. this <laughs> What's going on? Yeah. It's like, that, that's a factor that allows me yeah. to shrink myself. So it's, it's the, the breaking down that factor. Why do I feel that way? What, what reinforces that? Um, but it's a process. I think people think I'm a lot more confident than, than I actually am. Yeah, definitely. Interesting. It's, uh, it's just so interesting to hear that you're kind of going through the same process that you know everybody else is going uh, because that, right. that is the encouragement I'm talking about you know that mm -hmm. we are not alone in this and pretty much we are all going through the same emotional battle because within mm -hmm. dance I think if you really want to dance you put so much from yourself into everything right. that you're doing that is um you you are putting yourself in a very vulnerable position I would say and you know giving that for the world to see it's definitely something that you know you kind of need to be confident to give to the world definitely definitely or have um, at least an intention exactly so, you know I always say move with intention like even yes. if you don't have confidence or money or power if you have intention that will carry you through hopefully yes hopefully <laughs> say, but, yes um, now the last thing I want to talk about related to this and then I want to talk a little bit about your work is um, <laughs> we kind of covered it is that I just want to mention it for the fact of uh, mentioning the story um, on that concept of making mistakes and trusting yourself and being judged by others whilst dancing <laughs> you said that one of your teacher once asked you um, why you're holding back and what are you so afraid yes. of and that yes. was something that kind of shook you do you want to say a little bit of you know why that kind of shook you I think because for the first time in like my whole training and career someone had actually asked me like not how are you feeling in that sense but um really wanted to know what my fear was and not in a sense to to um feed on the vulnerability and, and to take joy out of my uh, discomfort but because uh, uh, believe me there are teachers as you know that that love to that when they smell vulnerability they, they use it and then they they have a party with it um mm -hmm. but because of that I've been so closed off so to have a mentor that honestly wanted to know um 
and could see that because sometimes I feel like I'm so I have a bluffer on that no one can see that I'm not confident or I'm not assured so then when she asked me I was like oh you've seen through my my tricks like wow okay <laughs> she can see everything um and knowing there was a safety just by asking that question there was someone who gave me a platform to feel safe so that was the first thing that shocked me um because I, re- I, I realized and I thought about this a few years ago but we are trained to articulate everything as dancers like I can do this with my fingers and do the same with my feet but we're not taught to articulate our voice or, or shown how to so it was then having the question having all the thoughts in my mind and then how do I convey that to somebody and feel safe um in doing so um so yeah it just shocked me and, and when I said it it was um I think I was quite shocked at my answer what are you afraid of there, there are so many things but not just one thing um and that I guess brought a whole shift from like who I was into where I wanted to be or at least on the journey to to, to seeing myself from the outside if that makes sense because I think we can get so wrapped up into how we are what's my movement what am I doing what do I look like and it's like let me look from the outside in not as Natalia looking in or my teacher but as Nafisa seeing myself if that makes any sense yeah 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 <laughs> um, no it does it does yeah like, because like that's part person. of trusting yourself as well I think and uh, it's also and I like that because the answer that you that you gave is said that through your head once you asked you that like a lot of things went through your mind and you said well from doing it wrong to looking like a fool you know to forgetting what I'm doing to my body not delivering to getting injured you know to Mm -hmm. everything that actually goes through your mind Mm -hmm. and um yeah I think it's everything that goes through every dancer's mind you know when you Mm -hmm. when you were being asked you know what are you afraid of I think I think being judged for the way you're dancing is probably the biggest the most the, the, I think I say the scariest thing and that is the scariest part of any dance lesson as well is the part where right. you know you kind of have to go into your two groups and then perform for each other yes. you know, the choreography <laughs> you just learn and that is the moment you know no matter how, how amazing you did in the whole other part of the lesson that is the moment where oh, you feel God. like you you shrink a little bit right yeah you know? and uh, you yeah. kind of go me me I kind of feel okay I've gone blank I know right. what I'm doing you know, I've been doing right. it up till now, but now that, and especially when you put a camera in front of me. I was just about to say camera, yes, <laughs> the anxiety. The anxiety of the camera is real. Like, I'm not mm-hmm. as nervous if I have to perform it on stage as if you put a camera in front of me. Right. I don't know what it is about video. But also, I think it's how we word things. So when I, I, have a te- I used to have a teacher that would be like, right, now I'm going to showcase. I'm going to film this for a showcase. This is what we're going to do. And mm. the minute I heard film and showcase, I thought, oh, showcase, that's, that's going to be filmed permanent. I can't yeah. make a mistake, this and that. Um, but if I'm like, oh, no, it's a sharing, right? It's not, it's not an audition. It's, a, it's, a, well, it's not a performance. It's a sharing. So if I change the language to a more gentle term, my body takes it in a more gentle way. So like, I remember... I get so nervous before auditions and then um my friend said to me yeah but you're they're auditioning you but you're also auditioning them so when you go you're seeing okay are you right for me is your teaching style ah okay let me let me observe you and see if this is the right environment for me and I think simply by uh shifting the narrative it gives you so much power because it's not the outside wanting to take from you but it's like you deciding what to share and what to give to the out um, and even if it doesn't make you do seven pirouettes on point or get your leg up high and um, it at least grounds you or at least myself I'm calm um, 
yeah, and it allows me to, to be more open as well because I'm not closing myself off. In fact, I'm doing the opposite. And it's interesting um, what you just yeah. said with the multiple pirouettes because another thing you, <laughs> you, you said is, is, is from... Um, and I like the example you give of the breath. Because you said right. you so you've seen someone on stage once, and all they did yes. was just take a breath, and mm-hmm. for you that was like um, you know captivating magic. Yeah. magic. And I think it's magic because it's real, mm-hmm. because yeah. you can relate to that. You know, whereas seeing um, high kicks and fifty pirouettes, you see it as an amazing accomplishment, which is incredible trick. to see. It's a trick, though. You know, mm-hmm. whereas I think the breath is it brings it to you, and then it brings it home. Definitely, and yeah. and uh, completely agree. You just reminded me as well. It's um, you know, when people come to see dance and they're not they're not uh, into art or dance, and they mm. think I loved it, but I've got no idea what it's about. Yeah, but it's like um, for those people, if they can't connect with dance and art and the body, they can connect with breath because it's human because they breathe too. Yeah. So it's uh, it's, it's the same thing. It's, it's it's real, as you said, and honest. And also, if you don't breathe, then you can't live. <laughs> true you can't survive and yet you know how many moves you go through without breathing (laughs) right right and if you think about it like I remember my my teacher saying to me right do your routine for BBC Young Dance my mentor said do your routine I did it she was like okay now breathe and it was completely different and it it shocks you how little yeah it's like god how am I surviving I, I can't do a marathon and not breathe so why would I do a performance and not breathe I think even just releasing, realizing the tension that you have when you're dancing. Mm-hmm. And just for me, it's just realizing that, oh my God, I'm so tense right now. Every, bo- every part of my body is so tense. So mm-hmm. I just have to relax, you know, my shoulders right. and my hands. And straight away, it just looks more <laughs> natural. Mm-hmm. It just looks I'm more present. More real. Yeah, more present. I agree. Now, let's go a little bit about, um, talk a little bit about your work because you've done some amazing things. And the first thing I want to talk about is I've seen this, for me, it was chilling and incredible, this video uh, that you did with, um, we want our bodies back, our bodies, so we want oh, our yes. bodies back. Um, and it was all, um, all women and yes. it was all, um, I want to say cultural and raising social awareness. So it was, yes. it was all, it was that narrative. Of course, yeah. Um, do you want to share a few things about that particular project? Because it was really powerful to watch. Thank you. Um, I think the most powerful part for me was connecting so many different mediums of art together. So we had Jessica Kermore, who's an incredible poet, and uh, we had her poem. So that was the foundation. We wouldn't have had any of the movement or anything if... if um, she hadn't written that poem. So I remember the first time reading it and so many emotions just came up uh, and to be able to, um, it's a little sidetrack, I'm going to go off tangent. Um, sometimes uh, as a black woman, when you, when you or any per- person of colour, when you face these, uh, these microaggressions and, and pure aggressions, if you're, I mean, you don't have to be in an environment where you're around a lot of other people of colour, but personally for me, in the environments I've been part of, I've always had these emotions invoked or had these attacks, but never felt comfortable or, or like I could uh, speak out or defend myself. So to be able to, going back to the poem, to be able to read something that invoked so many memories and so much, and then having a space to, to not only discuss it, but also to, to be understood, to be heard, uh, to be seen and respected, but then to be able to make that into art was just, it, it was magic. And 
that was just me, my story, but there were about four, five, six different people involved in it. So I know how I felt is almost like a microcosm of what every other person felt and then in the world and outer world everything so it was beautiful to connect and um to create art from uh, to be stimulated by something as well um yeah god i could say so much about it i i it's i forgot that happened you know when life happens and you forget yeah. the, the the things and thank you for reminding me um yeah and also being connected with other dancers i hadn't heard of before in montreal and mm. i think it was hanover in germany that was quite cool too. Um, yeah, it was a great experience. It was. It was really powerful to watch, and Thank it was you. one of those things that really delivers a message. Uh, it was just a very. It was very clear. You know, it was very to the point. And you know, I haven't watched it back. Really, <laughs> I watched a little bit back, but because I'm so critical of myself dancing, and I'm, I'm happy to. Oh, I'm happy to share this with everybody. But this is a classic. Classic Nafis, for example. Yeah, I tend to watch my work back a year after because if I watch it. As soon as it happens, the magic of it is, is the magic that's in my head. I watch it and I'm like, oh, no. Mm -hmm. So I like to live and have until the memory uh, like goes a little bit dry. Then I rewatch it and then it's, it's, it's better for me. So I'm yet to watch it back. Okay. Because, yeah. I know, yeah. Yes. I'm so critical of myself. And I really started, I saw like the first minute and I thought, oh my God, Nafisa, what are you doing? And I thought, turn off, <laughs> enjoy it for what it is. So maybe today I'll watch it back. Um, you said yeah. it, it's really powerful and it's you, you know i know what you mean because i don't watch my work either but you should watch <laughs> you because it right. is a really incredible video thank you um now you also you're part of um zoo nation yes and you did um message in a bottle uh which uh from my from my research has um i'm just going to quote has a timeless mm -hmm. message of struggle for survival and um, you have been there from the beginning, right? You have yes. been there from when then that was just an idea. Now, right. so you developed and this has developed and you have developed through time. And then I guess your character in it has also developed with it. Yes. Now, what have you taken from it for your own development oh, and, and dance? That's a big question. <laughs> so much, Natalia, so much. Uh, even stuff I'm still, uh, I'm still figuring out right now but I would say in terms of let's start with dance in terms of dance so ah where do I even start I am um, so when I graduated school I was in a piece um choreographed by somebody called James Streeter who was a I think he still is a principal of English National Ballet and I remember in third year he came to to my college and he created a piece of us. And that was the first time anybody had seen what I was capable of doing, really. And um, from that, another teacher in the school who had a postgraduate company called Chrysalis London. He's called Jody Blemings, incredible guy, genius mind, um, incredible choreographer and dancer. Um, but he saw that piece and said, I've never seen Nafisa dance like that before. I want her in the company. And so then when I graduated, I had a back injury. So I did no auditions apart from this one for the company. And then I got it. And that was my step into contemporary. So before that, I was like, oh, ballet, 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 no contemporary. And then from the contemporary, two years later, I won BBC and Dance and everything started. So actually, I haven't been in the contemporary world. Well, from 2017, I hadn't been in it for so long. Um, so I always had this idea of what dance should be. And that was very rooted in my classical training. And uh, there's one moment when we started rehearsing for Master in the Bottle at, in English National Ballet. And I saw James Rita just walk down the corridor and he doesn't recognize me. And 
it was just such a beautiful full circle moment of seeing this man who kind of kickstarted my career because had he not seen me my teacher wouldn't have seen me and then the whole domino effect and to know someone had impacted my life and still no idea it was just magic um and I'll never forget that moment and that moment echoed uh so much like uh, how I view dance and uh, the possibilities of movement um I didn't even realize bone breaking and popping and locking was was a thing until I started with Zoo Nation and just just being able to look back at my journey and see that I'm not necessarily where I want to be, but I'm no longer where I was. It was just, it made me so much more open to receiving everything from Zoo Nation and Kate as well. Um, I learned a lot about sharing, honestly sharing self. And I think when you're in a space where like in the ballet world, you do six pirouettes and everyone looks at you and is like, oh, showing off again, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but in this, in this environment, um, it was like, wow, I had a, a crumper saying to me, wow, you can pirouette like that, show me. There was no competition. And this is someone who had never taken a ballet class before. And just being able to skill change, uh, Skillshare and exchange and, and to, to, to talk when we're from two completely different worlds was just, it made me realize there's so much more to movement and, and to collaboration. And I, I was in a place where nobody was the same. So it really shifted my, my, my um, not concept, but, I always thought a dance company, not everyone had to be the same, but like a corps de ballet, but I realized to, to cage to everybody's strengths um, collaboratively together is where you get the real strength, the real power. And that's what I want to do with my work as well. I'm talking about many different things at once because my brain is like going everywhere. But um, I learned a lot about resilience, um, about letting go. And also being kind to self, um, knowing that your dance journey, I'm being a massive hypocrite. <laughs> this is what I've been told. I'm waiting for it to seep in, but to know that um, you are exactly where you're meant to be in that moment um, of dance. And it's, uh, you never hit the end, if that makes sense. So I remember speaking to somebody and, and I, I was surrounded by so many cool people. And I was like, oh, everyone's so cool. All I can do is pirouette. And they said, um, one, uh, never lose who you are. Your ballet has got you to where you are. And they said, two, you're, you can do so much more than you realize. Sharing is community, right? So it's, it's family. And I, think, and I think what was special about that, the, the, I hate saying show because it was so much more than a show. Um, we, we were family. Like we shared everything. I mean, from being on tour to, to it, it was, we were family on stage because that's what the, the storyline was. But also off stage, it was the same. And again, with, uh, with safety, you can really be yourself and integrity, honesty, um yeah and I learned that um there's so much more to dance no let me rephrase that there's so much more we can do. I don't even know how to phrase it like the person the, the artist we are there's so much more like I met people who I, I look at and I'm like you're incredible you have everything sorted out like look at the way you move and that they, they have the same um not the same mentality as me but they're still like oh but I'm not I'm halfway there I'm not there yet and it's like me viewing them as like these incredible artists, almost like idealizing them. And then to hear that, like, even though they're at this place, they still want more and they can see more for themselves. It's like, wow, um, if I'm ever being hard on myself, no, there's always more, always more coming. Um, yeah. yeah. Even though it's easier said than done. Um, but yeah, that too. Uh, yeah. God, there's so much. Yeah. So much I could say. And I think that's very true, but 
because we might look at others and we might think oh they have it all you know they're right. there and then but you don't know the emotional journey everybody's going through and it's just interesting exactly. to hear that everybody kind of goes through the same process and everybody sets mm -hmm. just different goals was right. there any moment any defining moment in your career that you've at least felt that's what I was working towards and now you know I'm Ooh. I made it like I'm I'm at least I'm fulfilled oh there's so many moments oh that's good so you have yeah. felt that quite a few times which is good that's definitely it's just um I feel like these moments can be so fleeting so even now that I'm like oh there are so many moments but not one I mean, many come to mind it makes you think wow we need to spend more time celebrating these things no matter how small it's like a, yeah um but one definitely with message in a bottle um just everything uh i never actually never got to do classical ballet jobs but it's interesting as soon as i come out of the world they're looking for like looking for a black a ballet dancer or or a certain job that requires the technique of classical, ba classical ballet so i guess that show allowed me to find an embellished facet facet is that a set of words um of me so mm -hmm. the, the classical was important but there was so much more to that. It wasn't about technique. It was acting. It was incorporating hip hop. There was more to just simply being a ballet dancer. But the role, how do I say it? My classical training benefited me hugely um, with it. So that's definitely a moment where I was like, you know what? I'm really grateful for the journey because I wouldn't be here without that. Um, there was a moment with that. Um, ooh, there was a moment where recently, actually, it was at the BBC Young Dancer competition uh, 2022 this year. And I just, uh, just getting a flashback. It was very nostalgic being like being there in the first place and having, um, seeing all the people that helped me years ago. I remember when I was so nervous, this lady had to always put lavender oil on me every single night. And she'd always, always be like, okay, Nafisa, calm down, breathe. And then five years later, she's like, I see you and you're not shaking. You're not looking at the floor. So that was another moment. And, seeing other people who were in the competition and, and, and just, just being around so many incredible artists and pioneers that I look up to, for example, like Ivan Blackstock and people that I, I really respect and seeing them and um, talking to them on a level that reminds me, no, no, this is the right, you know, whether you're making moves or doing this, even having these conversations is a step forward or is opening a lot up. So that's another moment. Um, Oh, there are so many dancing in Singapore. I went on tour at Singapore Vanala. Um, and you know what's interesting? It always seems to be a moment on stage, um, now thinking back to it. And I think being on stage gives me, it fulfills me. It's just, it's magical uh, for many reasons. But um, when I think of defining moments, it's always a moment where I'm on stage, um, if that makes sense. Yeah, and makes sense. I'm on stage because, um, because of lockdown, obviously, of COVID, everything was shut down. So we actually finished Message in a Bottle with one week, one week left to spare. And, you know, we all said bye to each other, you know, see you tomorrow, can't wait, we're going to go on tour soon. And then we never saw each other again. And some people I still haven't seen because they're in Japan or in all kinds of different places. Yeah. Um, so to be back from, from mayhem, <laughs> I'll never forget being, I think we were in Luxembourg and we did the first show back and we were just on the floor cooling down. I remember just looking up and seeing the lights and, 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 um, yeah, I'm just thinking back to it right now and never forget it and just being like, we made it, you're here, you're fulfilled. Whatever happens, if the theatre closes, if COVID 3.0 comes back, you made it here in this moment, be grateful. And that just set the pace for the rest of the tour. And it was very small moments, um, very small, but 
I always find those moments have to come from self and an awareness that you're in that moment. That makes sense. Very true. Yeah. Yeah. and being present um so yes you've done amazing things and um i've uh, as i was looking you've worked with a lot of different choreographers you, you said you've done inala you've done music videos you've done um uh, black is king the Onces new movie as well uh you've done zonation you've also done tedx amsterdam yes for women. yes what was that exactly um it was so it was a like a tedx and um uh what a, not a confrontation that's the wrong word um conference definitely not so did you talk as well or did you demonstrate um, i just performed no, i would have loved okay. to spoke but no it's a uh, maybe next year but just uh um just to perform but that was amazing to do you know what's the best thing for me um it wasn't even talking it was seeing the people in the room and hearing them talk about coming from humble beginnings and then mm-hmm. seeing their journey that that was beautiful the networking um yeah no I forgot about that as well that was quite cool but again I watched that performance and I think oh my gosh <laughs> what am I doing um but again it's not about that it was about the the event as a whole so um yeah it was an honor to be there nice okay the last question I have for you and um it's a, a little advice thing I'd like to close off my my podcast usually um now what would be you what would you say is the most important thing you need to prepare yourself when you decide that you will taste dancing as your career, what is the what is the most important thing you should mentally prepare yourself? Mentally. Number one, there's many. One, I would say to be yourself is a blessing. Even if at times where to be yourself, uh, authentic, how do I say it? Unapologetically yourself uh, and... Uh, being clear of your identity can sometimes be seen as a, a curse or you're not right or this so many things um whatever stage you're in whether you're in a stage of seeing it as a blessing or seeing yourself as a curse always know it's a blessing at the end of the day to, to become one with the masses is isn't it's not <laughs> i mean if that's what you want to do amazing go for it and that that's unique in its own right but, but to really want to succeed and experience life in its truth and art in its truth uh, being yourself is an asset trust me in all realms um, mentally spiritually physically every sense be yourself and I think by being yourself so to fly, by being yourself you attract and align yourself with your tribe and the right things and people that are right for you eventually um, to find your tribe things that help mentally find the people who see you see you value respect you uh, want good for you all of that stuff um everything you wish to be you want to see it reciprocated and that's when you know because there are times where I'm thinking I'm going to quit dance but if it's not for um I wouldn't say I found my tribe my people but I have people in different uh, spaces um that I love and respect truly and I think if it wasn't for them at times I wouldn't be able to continue so I'm very grateful to them um those are two big things um environment and self and I guess everything starts with self and then you can pour out but um if you're struggling with self environment is the best thing people places things anything that makes you feel home or at peace um or like you're you're being yourself about having to hide um is important oh well one more yes <laughs> one more yes yes uh, i want to help mentally when in when you want to be an artist um do, do try not to i hate saying do not try not to place a home or 
I'll stay home for now or like a not an ideology but you know when you idolize people so much you're like that's it that's who I'm gonna be mm-hmm. try not to a home in things around you um because if okay. those things don't out or if those things disappear that's your 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 roots your base gone your foundation so always um place those things people places they're secondary but self is first because no one can take you away if that makes sense um so yeah build your home build your safety your foundation in yourself um yeah that's that massive my- yes yeah yeah it's, it's I always think my motto is um try to be what I didn't have and I know when I was growing up I, I wish the things I'm saying now I'm like I wish someone had said this to me mm. or I wish mindset um before I placed homes in things that also weren't very toxic and then yeah many things um that's something I'd say well thank you so much because everything you said is all the things I wanted to um to hear and for the people to hear because it's things that when somebody comes to your lessons you give that very generously um and you have this calmness within you that is very soothing but at the same time you have this power from your dance and that as a combination I think it's really magical uh, because in your classes you feel both safe and inspired and at the same time you know you have this openness to just really express and explore yourself and um well thank you for giving that to me at least because you have given that to me so that is really unique Thank you. No, I appreciate your words. Like it, it means a lot because it's, you know, when someone compliments you or says beautiful things, it's, you hear it and you say, thank you, thank you. But it's, I always block one ear. So in yeah. one ear, out the other. So I'm like, okay, don't escape. Well, close but, the ear because it needs to stay in there. It's, 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 no, it's, all, it's all true. No, thank you. And I've got to thank you. Like you've always consistently and loyally supported me, not just by physically being in my class, what you give to class as an artist, but also like our conversations, even the advice when you say you, you can tell I'm stressed and you just say, take time for yourself. And then you go, just even those words um, help a lot. So I'm grateful. This is an exchange. So of course. Was- yeah. Thank you. Well, enjoy the rest of your trip. Thank you so much for taking the time. And uh, I will see you tomorrow. Of course, and also anything else, like if you have another topic, I'm happy to talk about it. And Amazing. Oh, I, I mean, you know what? You're one of my favorite guests. So if I could have you, we could have a segment together. <laughs> you know, it's uh, <laughs> absolutely. It. I love uh, because you give so much and, you know, you have this way of saying things that uh, people really need to hear. I will put it that way. So, thank yes. you. Thank you very and much. Enjoy, enjoy Holland. And um, I'll see you tomorrow. Have a safe flight back. I'll see you uh, Wednesday. Sorry. Wednesday. Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Bye. This brings us to the end of another episode. I couldn't be more grateful for my amazing guests. And I hope this discussion has been as inspirational for you as it has been for me. As we want our dance family to grow, please make sure to share and rate. You can follow DanceCop on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, CastBox, Google Podcasts and Anchor, as well as for news and updates on Instagram at Icarus Dance. Keep dreaming, keep smiling, keep training, because as Pina Baus famously quoted, dance, dance, otherwise we're lost.